Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Amen, church. Do you believe that this morning? Hallelujah. That is so good, so good. How many knows that we're all just broken? We're all just broken people. But because of Christ, because of God, because of the redemption plan, our pieces have purpose. I love that. That that line in that entire video, they could have said nothing more but that. My pieces, the broken pieces of a life that I have destroyed because of my own choices, things that I've done. But I'm grateful for the grace of God. I'm thankful for the mercy of God. And because of the blood of Christ, he makes all things new. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. I'm going to... um, uh, I kind of already kind of gave you an idea that this is going to be different. Please hold the t- title video, uh, I mean the title image, uh, until I get there. But I want to speak to you today from a subject that may seem strange. And it may seem odd, especially coming off the, the powerful uh, message uh, or the powerful time that we had with Don and Debbie Gatlin. And then last week, how many enjoyed Adam and Sarah uh, last week? They were able to get away this week, and they're actually on their way back um, from, from a mini vacation, just the two of them. And I was thinking about this morning, I don't think they've actually had... Um, a time away just together uh, because how many knows mamas don't like to depart from their, from their little ones. Um, and so I think this was the first break they really had together. So, um, and it was duly, uh, definitely, excuse me, um, needed. And, but they did a great job. So today, as I already told you, I want to share from a subject that again, I've never out of all the messages that I've, that I have, have stirred in me. Um, this one, uh, has really had confirmation for the past two weeks. Even though I was going, God, this doesn't fit with marriage. You know, like, sure, give me something else that we can tag. I can tag team with them. Sure, God, are you sure you don't want me and Amy to come back up and actually have the table and us and us do a roundtable discussion? And he said, Mm-mm, I need you to. I need you to share what I've laid on your heart. And 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 so um, it, it's just been crazy because. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's so funny because, you know, you, the old saying, don't pray for peace or don't ask God to give you peace because he will give you all the trials and tribulations to establish and for you to learn peace. Anybody ever done that before? God, give me peace. And then all hell comes against you that way. Right. Don't pray. God, give me peace because peace is something you have to learn. Hello, somebody, all my honest Christians in the house today, you gotta, you gotta learn it. And so this is another one of those things that, that it, it, it was so, it was so, um, developing in me throughout the week. And I just believe that I'm not the only one that has been dealing with this subject. Um, Everybody say lonely. Okay, now I want you to watch this. In 2020, there was a survey that was conducted. And in this survey, 36% of those who responded reported having experienced moments of serious loneliness. Now, how many knows you can be married and lonely? You can sleep in the same bed with your spouse and still be lonely. You can be in a crowded room full of all of your family and closest friends, and you can still be lonely. You can have all the money in the world. You can be a famous, popular icon, and you can still be lonely. Think about the, think about the, 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 the artists, uh, music artists, and people that we've seen in Hollywood that have taken their lives. Why? They've had everything, but because of moments of 
loneliness and they felt like they were trapped. Nobody knows. Nobody understands. Let me tell you something. The enemy is trying to back you in a corner and position yourself and push everybody else away so that you can become lonely. Now, anybody in the room ever experienced loneliness? Okay. I've been wanting to ask that question for two weeks because I needed, an, I needed a confirmation that this was the message for this house on this specific day. But it, he didn't give it to me that way because y'all weren't, y'all weren't in, my, in my study time. Y'all, I had to wait to look at your faces to go, is this going to be, is this gonna be right, on, right on track? So instead, he, he caused me to go through some things that allowed me to go through some things. How many of those God allow you to go through some things? But he also said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. But it's the enemy who also positions you to a place where you still feel like he has forsaken you. And the Bible clearly says, I will not leave you and I won't forsake you. In this this study, they they said there was a, a serious loneliness. And that is the feeling of frequently feeling lonely or almost all the time felt lonely in the prior four weeks of this survey. They also indicated that an alarming 30, uh, excuse me, 30, uh, 61, (laughs) 61% of young people age 18 to 25 reported miserable degrees of loneliness. Think about the suicide rate in our teenagers. When I read that, I immediately start thinking, that means that more than one in every three people in the country don't just feel lonely sometimes, but they're feeling lonely on, 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 on a, a regular basis. If you're a young adult, it was almost twice as many. Two out of three young adults statistically are dealing with some form of loneliness. Loneliness is one of the most debilitating, life-sucking emotions. I wasn't... That was not, a, that was not an, uh, 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 an adjective. I was trying to use that as a verb. It's life-sucking. It will suck the life out of you. Loneliness will cause you to forget your dreams. Loneliness will cause you to forget the vision of God for your life and the plan of God for your life. Loneliness. Remember, oh my gosh, now it's all coming back to me now. What did we talk about the first few weeks of, of this year as a church? God's vision and purpose for our lives, not the church, but for us individually, right? So why does the enemy try to back us into a corner to position us, to cause us to feel lonely so that we will forget about the vision and the call of God? If if I could share, if I would just be completely transparent and, and tell you some of the conversations or some of the verbiage that I allowed the enemy, I didn't tell him to shut up soon enough, that I allowed him to put in my head causing me to forget about what God has called me to do. And I know I'm not standing in a room full of people who've got it all together. I know I'm not standing in a room full of people who have never seen them, found themselves in a corner forgetting that you're married and you're supposed to be faithful to your spouse. I'm not talking about me and Amy. I'm saying, I'm, I'm trying to throw out there so you understand you have a call on your life. Maybe it's not to stand behind a pulpit. Maybe it's to lead your family to church every Sunday instead of to the river. There's a call of God. As men, as men of God, we have a responsibility to lead our family. I was ashamed that they saw me the way that I was this week. It was ugly. 
I know, I know, I know, I know. I told Amy, I said, I'm not, I'm not going to bleed on the people. And I don't feel like I'm bleeding, but I feel like I want to be transparent because I want you to see that it, we can be real. Because if I get up here and I have, look like, pretend that I have it all together when I really have not this week, I didn't go out and do anything stupid other than I let the enemy get in here. I, I want to I be the pastor that's, that's uplifting and, and, and I want to do that. But at the same time, I recognize when the enemy is, when he is coming after the people of the church. Listen, as much as what's happening in Kentucky and, and that, that university and the presence of God, don't think for a minute that the enemy is not going to try to throw up a roadblock, a stop sign, cause you to doubt stuff. So the more and more that God stirs, the more and more the enemy gets ticked off. And he's coming after us. Hello. But he cannot win. He's already lost the battle. I'm going to settle down a little bit. I'm going to try. I can't promise. If you're looking for a calm preacher, you might find one down the street, but I'm not going to be him today. Okay. I just start thinking, what if we got in, and we're going to do this for the next 25 minutes. What if we just got into God's word today and waged war on loneliness? Because loneliness has been waging war on our minds. Because again, you can be surrounded by people, but in your mind, you think nobody knows, nobody understands, and nobody cares about what I'm going through. And I'm telling you, that's a lie. If you're in this house, if you're attached to this ministry, we care. If you're hurting, we're hurting. When you rejoice, we're going to show up and we're going to celebrate you, even if our name's not in the limelight. Because that's what the Bible says we're supposed to. That's the church. That's us. Amen. Good and bad. Valley, mountaintops and valley. We're going to show up together. That's what we do. Amen? Amen. So I've titled today's talk simply this, Finding Freedom from Loneliness. Finding Freedom. Everybody shout out freedom. freedom. Finding Freedom from loneliness. I think one of the most contributing factors to loneliness is that we tend to hide our deepest hurts and our deepest wounds. This is why, because we're, that's why today I'm not going to be that guy. That's what allowed me to, to process the passing of my dad and Robin, I'm going to say in a faster manner than normal, because I didn't come up here and try to pretend like I had it all together, you allowed me to process all of that in my own timing. You didn't say, hey, hey, Brother Paul, maybe you should tell Pastor Bradley to go away for a couple months and we'll hold this. No, no, you just let me be me. And I'm telling you today, you've come to a safe place and it doesn't matter if you have it all together. It doesn't matter if your marriage looks like a Pinterest perfect world. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. What matters is you showed up in the house of God today. You're hearing a word that tells the devil, go back to take all these lies and all this stuff and get it out of my face. You can't have my kids. You can't have my marriage. You can't have this ministry. You can't have this city. You can't have this nation. Nation. <clears throat> I remember nights following the passing of dad, specifically just over the course of the first couple weeks of Amy and I being asleep and I would wake up from a dead sleep and, 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 and I would be crying and, and, and she would wake up and she would just hold me. And, and I, even though she was showing me 
compassion and love and all of that, I still felt alone. I mean, I even said it at times, and that's, that had to be um, that, that, that had to be so um, c- confusing or even uh, a slap in the face to her because not only was she trying to show me, she was actually experiencing the same thing I was going through and all of our family and all of us as a church family. But I, but I still said, I, I feel alone. Nobody understands. That's the lie of the devil. That's the lie of the enemy. I mean, it had to be insulting, if I'm just going to be honest. To look at somebody who's trying to comfort, even though she herself. And see, the thing that I don't, people need to understand with that process for me was, it wasn't just that I lost my dad, I found my dad. Okay? So, and that's not poor pitiful me because I'm in a good place, I'm in a good headspace. But but the, the, the process for me looked a little different than just losing a loved one. And now rewind the clock back three weeks to that, we lost Robin. Of course, we knew that was coming down the track because of an aggressive form of cancer that only gave us about three months with her after she was diagnosed, if even that much. So, 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 so yes, the loneliness was there because God, because, excuse me, because the enemy knew what God already had in store for this ministry. And if I can cut his legs off, mine, if I can cut him down so low, he won't follow the call of God on his life. And I said, no, I'm not taking it. I took two, three weeks and I got back up in here and I allowed the Holy Spirit to do a work and healing in my life. And so what's the, the devil don't like that. He doesn't like when you press on. He, he continues. This isn't about my parents passing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to not even tug at your emotions. I'm trying to get you to see, put yourself in a place of the things that you've gone through and recognize that those things, those things came because the enemy was trying to put you in a corner and get you to give up. And it's so funny because just uh, a few weeks ago, one of the elders in the ministry met me out in the lobby after I was finishing greeting you guys for, for, at the end of service. And he said, hey, we're going to pray for you. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I didn't know that it was the whole leadership team was waiting on me to walk back in here. And one of the words he said was, you won't give up. And it startled me because I'm like, I'm in, I'm in a good place. Like, I appreciate that, but you might have missed that one, Brother Paul. He didn't miss it. Because God knew what he was going to, because it's building confidence. It's building. You're going to go through the fire, but it's going, you're going to come out as gold. God knew I was getting ready to go through some fiery stuff. And I, and I was going to be faced with the I quit option. I don't have to deal with this. Okay, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. I'm not trying to redirect, but listen. I was thinking about this thing of loneliness you may know who Justin Bieber is. I know somebody like, in church, you're really going to talk about it? I am. I am. Because he's a child of God. He was created by God. Yeah, he made some bad, crazy mistakes, just like you. He's still making some bad mistakes, just like you. But I know for a fact he's trying. I know, he, I know for a fact he sits in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an environment with a pastor that is over him and is trying to work, work, work with him. Not too long ago, he penned a song called Lonely. And my heart cried out for him because here he is. He's got everything. All the houses you could possibly live in. All the money you could possibly spend in a lifetime. And he says this, everybody knows my name. But something about it still feels strange. 
Like looking in a mirror, trying to steady yourself and seeing somebody else. Everything is not the same. It feels like all our lives have changed. Maybe when I'm older, it'll all come down, but it's killing me now. This is somebody who's, who's putting in lyrics, and we, we well, that's a, good, that's a good job. That's a bop. I like that. I can dance. I like that. That's cool. That's a cool song. I like your vocals on that. That's cool. But it's an individual who is crying out, I'm lonely. Where's the church? Oh, we're too busy passing judgment. Well, if he wouldn't have done this, and that wouldn't happen. How dare us? He goes on to write, everybody knows my past. Like my house was always made of glass. And maybe that's the price you pay for the money and fame at an early age. And then the chorus says, what if you had it all, but nobody to call? Maybe then you'd know me. Because I've had everything, but there's no one listening. And now it's oh so lonely. That's a clean version. There is another version. I understand. Lonely. The thing that I really want to hit home in the next few moments is this. Loneliness is not God's plan for your life. Loneliness is not God's plan for your life. As a matter of fact, God hates loneliness. The very first, first book of the Bible in Genesis, we see God creating the heavens and the earth. And as he finishes all of it, you, you, you know this, as he finishes, what's, what's he say? It is good. He creates, puts the birds in the, it is good. The water, parts, the, all of it, the mountains, it is good. Let's, let's, just, let's just read this. But, but in chapter two, we see a very, for the very first time where God says these words, it is not good. What is it? Genesis 2, 18 says this. Then the Lord said, it is not good for what? Man to what? <laughs> I will make a helper who is just right. You just right. You all right. But you just right. Just right. Not good for a man to be alone. God is not about loneliness. So if you ever feel thoughts of loneliness and the thoughts that, and if you let those entertain, those entertaining thoughts will send you down a dead end road. He, but this is the deal. God doesn't want you to struggle alone and God doesn't even want you to go through good times by yourself. He tells us in his word that we're to rejoice with each other in good times, <clears throat> excuse me, and we're to mourn with each other in bad times. We're not even supposed to pursue God by ourselves. That's why we're here today. You're not supposed to do it by yourself. Have you ever heard, <clears throat> have you ever heard somebody say, ah, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to talk to nobody. I don't need to join that R group. I don't need to connect with other people. How about my relationship with God? I know everybody's heard this one. You might even said it. My relationship with God is just between me and him. Now, that sounds real admir admirable. Sounds real good, don't it? Until you read the Bible. <laughs> Listen, because when you read the Bible, you understand that it is absolutely not God's plan for us to do this by ourselves. It is one of the most dangerous tools that the enemy uses in an attempt to defeat God's people. What is it? Isolation. It's why we always advocate, and we will always advocate through this ministry, to get connected with other people within the church. Have you ever stopped to think, the world doesn't have a problem having a barbecue and 
rounding up all your, your crew? You ever, you ever noticed? Hey, show up at, at the bar and you got 35 friends there. Hey, we're gonna have a barbecue at the house. You got 50 to 100 people there. Hey, we're gonna do a barbecue for church. There'll be 10 people there. You ever, you ever notice that? Why is that? Because the enemy is, yeah, man, go raise the, you know, go raise hell. Go, right, go, do, go do all that stuff. Have fun. There'll be pleasure in sin for a season. But you say, hey, let's come hang out at the church. Let me tell you something. Church should be the most happening place in town. Not the bar down the street. The enemy's going to throw up every roadblock and make you feel isolated and alone to keep you from connecting with the body of Christ. Because let me tell you something. This building is not the church. It houses the church. This is an old ratted out Walmart building. And when we build our own, in, in sh short order, I, I hope it's going to happen. That's not the church. You're the church. You're part of the body of Christ. And what the enemy wants to do is dismember the body. Disassemble the body. <laughs> so what's he do? He tries to isolate us. Let me just say this and I'm going to move on. There's almost nothing more dangerous than an isolated Christian. There is almost... Nothing more dangerous than a Christian who has been isolated. Let me, let me prove it to you. Proverbs 18.1 says this. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desires and he breaks out against all sound judgment. And then he takes it a step further in verse 2. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding but only in expressing his opinion. What's the warning here? Anytime we're isolated, we will always seek our own desire. That's why I said you can be in a marriage covenant. You can be married and still feel isolated and only think of yourself. Think about the, think about the, 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 the arguments or heated conversations we have with our spouses. Come on, come on. Why? You're married, but you feel isolated, so therefore you only think about your own personal desires and what makes you happy. Come on. I'm going to tell it. Tell it like it is. Uh-oh. See, I didn't know I could go back that far. I think I heard Dad singing that one time or something. It wasn't him. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, write this down. I must refuse the option of isolation I must refuse not just no I'm not going to do that no I refuse the option of isolation I'm going to have to probably break this down into this week and next week because <clears throat> here's what I want you to walk away with knowing today are you ready here's, the, here's my first point we were created to pursue the plans of God with the people of God Jeremiah 29, 11, that I just, just, just read uh, in, the, in our moments together um, at Mateo's dedication. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. God is saying, you might not feel it, you might not see it, you might not even understand it, but I have a plan for your life. And that's what I spoke over his life. 
Josh and Jess, that's what, he don't, he don't, he has no idea. But when I said the words, and I wasn't trying to do all goo goo gaga, but when I said the words, he has a plan for you, his eyes lit up. He was right here. Because before, before you and I were ever formed, there was a plan and a purpose for our lives. We know that verse so well, we just forget it. And we forget it most frequently whenever we find ourselves in a corner going, nobody, nobody understands, nobody cares. We throw our sucker in the dirt and we sit there and we pout. And according to the Bible, we cast off any sound understanding. We don't want to hear truth because we would rather be inundated with a lie. I'm giving the devil a black eye today. I'm not bleeding on anybody. I don't have ought or aggravation in me other than that I'm tired of watching the enemy do to, me, to you what I know, he, what I felt. I, it's not even about me. It's about I know I'm not the only one. And I want to stir something in you today that goes, I'm not going to let the devil have me in my mind anymore. God wants us to pursue him together. Lock arms with somebody right beside you. Together. Even if it just together. I'm I'm locking up. We're in this together. We're not doing this by ourselves. You're not alone. We're in it together. Ecclesiastes. Let's go there. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. 8 through 12 says this, and it's going to be on the screen for you. This is the case of a man who is all alone. Everybody say all alone. Without a child or a brother, yet he works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. That struck me weird. Like you're, you're telling me about this guy, he's all alone. But then you want God, you insert, you have them insert in here to let us know that he was very wealthy. We already talked about it. Justin Bieber and other artists, they got all this wealth, but they're what? All alone. But he asked himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving so much pleasure? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It is all so meaningless and depressing. Two people are better off than one for they can help each other. Remember what I said? It was never designed for us to do this life alone. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone, all by myself, is in trouble. That's what the word says. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. And three (laughs) are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. We know this verse from marriage ceremonies where we have one braid, two braid, and then you've got his braid. You put the three together, mine, hers, and his we will not be stopped. It, he is an, it is, you will become an unstoppable force when you include God in every area of your life. I'm unstoppable. I'm just telling you what. <clears throat> I'm going to say it again. 
We are not supposed to pursue the plans of God alone. It's my prayer and my desire for you as your pastor that you would experience this freedom that comes from getting in community. Let me tell you something, I'm so proud of, of what you, I'm watching you guys do through our groups. Where's my R group leaders? Any R group leaders in here? Any R group participants in here? Let me see your hands. Y'all, y'all doing Has anybody already met with their R group already? Listen, R group people, if you have leaders, if you have not, if you've not jumped in and, and put something on the calendar, I'm, I'm, this, I'm telling you as a pastor, get, make it happen. Get something. It, it's life or death. It's life or death. For some people, that doesn't mean you got to come in and, and break open the word. Because people are like, oh, I, 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 I can't lead a Bible study. I'm not asking you to lead a Bible study. Can you cast a reel? Can you catch a fish? There's other people in here that want to do the same thing. And while you're together and you're letting walls down, instead of coming and going, well, bless God, is we just, we, just want to, we just want to welcome you to the kingdom and the, and the Release City Church. No, 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 no. I'm saying let, their, let, let them get their walls down. As you can see that Christians are real. We go through real stuff. I'm talking about real conversations on a boat. Real conversations while we're antique shopping and eating and, and all this stuff that we're, these beautiful groups that we're doing. And then people's walls will come down and you will reach them and, and cause them to come to Christ much faster and more authentic than it would if I come up here and with a three-piece suit and yes. praise the Lord. No, get, get their, you're not gonna get their wall to come down unless you, they see that you're real, real. Come on, somebody. I just want to be effective doing this. Watching people's lives transform under the power of the Holy Spirit. God did, Jesus did some of his greatest work on the, on the, on the lake, in the boat with the boys. Come on. That should make somebody's group shout right there. <laughs> Sorry I didn't bring up the boys and bullets group, but we got a gun group too. They go to the shooting range. Let me, let, me, let me show you how this works. Let me show you how this works. Let me show you how this works. I was going to save this to later, but I may not get to later. So today. This right here represents the church. Okay? Paul, you're, 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 a, you're one of the guns and bullets and boys group. Yep. Come here. Let me show you how this works. So this is our group. This is our group. Okay, you hold that, and we're going, and so what you do is, see, to our group, you're not out there doing your own thing, you're connected to the source, right, you're connected to the source, you got some, you got some guys that are frequently close, relatively close to you, your area within walking distance, all right, take that to them, take, take that one to them, take, take it to somebody, oh, there we go, all right, undo that, undo that, undo that, undo that, get plugged in, you're in the R group, you're in the R group. You got another one? You got somebody else who's pretty close? Oh, sure you do. I know you do. Yes, sir. Everybody's like, I'm hanging out with these dudes. They will protect us. Get you plugging into the R group. All right. All right. Tom and Joe. Tom, I got I didn't even ask these guys if I could use them today, but this is this is your R group. That's your sassy. Uh that's your sassy antique shopping. Food loving, yes, antique yes, antiquing and eating. All right, are we plugging them up? 
plugging them up to the source. We're still staying connected, but there's something happening, guys. Tommy, you got, you got, you got somebody relatively close? You got, you got, oh, there, there you go. You got another right there? Got another right there? Anybody want to, anybody? Anybody want to join? Anybody want to join our group? Any, any other man want to join this guns? And you're not, you're not in the, in the, in the uh, bullets and, and, and boys, but you, you like to shoot? Come here, sir. Come down here with me. This is what you're going to do right here. Come on, come on, Dad, come down here with me. And hook up, show them where to hook. Show them, Paul is the leader, show them how to connect, get connected to the R group. And let me show you how this is going to work now. Let me show you how this is going to work now. He's getting connected. And then, and then what I want you to do, now I need you to go, I need you to, um, that's, that's you. And we're going to plug someone else into somebody you have a relationship with in the ministry that you can go get connected to the same R group. Just find somebody. I know, I know this, absolutely, guns and bullets, yeah, you know how to shoot one. I know you do. I know you do. I know you do. Garrett, Garrett, don't be shy, homie. Come on. Come here. Come here. I got, I got another gun lover right here. I don't know that he really wants to go to the shooting range. He likes the moving targets a little bit more with a little fur and some racks up there. That's, that's you right there. And you connect right here. Watch. what Do y'all see what's happening? This is what the church is all about. This is the environment. This is the culture that we are trying to create, that we're all staying connected. And again, it's not just about the, the boys and bullets. It's not just about antique shopping and eating. I tell you what it's about. It's about if somebody's having a rough time or they're going through a rough season in their life and they, they need somebody to pray, you're not calling Pastor B. You're calling the person you actually connected with. Let me tell you something. As this ministry is growing, I mean, the number, it's almost 200 every Sunday between here and the kids. There's like almost 60 kids back there. And as this ministry grows, it's not going to, it's going to be more. You can go ahead and just drop them down right there. Just drop them down. Thank you all. Give me a hand. Come on, give me a hand. Listen. Listen, it's not going to just be what you get in here on Sundays with Pastor B. It's going to be, you're going to connect with somebody's R group. You're going to connect with a family. And they're connect always, always staying connected to the church. Because the moment that you get out there and you're trying to start doing your own thing, you're going to find a conversation with Pastor B. Hello. You're going to stay connected to what God is doing in the house. Amen. Amen. Why? This is so vitally important because people are battling loneliness. And if it takes creativity because Pastor B don't shoot, oh, I got one. You come at me in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. But there are people who are good at it. And I'm going to try to get you connected with those people who have a passion for that. My passion is that we would all gain a knowledge and understanding of the word of God and allow the word of God to change our lives. Amen. I'm going to pause right there for today. I'm going to pause right there for today. I'm going to come back and pick this up next week. Because I got, I, got I, I got some juice in here. Well, I filmed some juice right now, but I got some juice. I'm, I got some meat and potatoes that I'm going to give you this next week. Some of you are like, I, I like the sound of that. Aren't you glad, Pastor? You hit the pause button. In closing, never mistake what we're about at this ministry in this church. 
Our message will never change. It's always going to be Jesus. And our motivation will be people because that's what, people, that's what Jesus was about. I know I'm not the traditional. I'm not that guy. I do things differently. I see things differently because I've been to all those different other things. And I think God allowed me to because it's not that, it's not that those ways are bad. But I'm so sensitive because I know and believe the, the scripture where God says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. And I think people are just hurting too much for us just to come in and have church and, and recreate an experience that we once had. You cannot put new wine in old wineskins. God's doing a new thing. We're not better than any other ministry. We're not. That's not our message. Our, our, our message is we, we're, I'm holding out hope to people who are going through hopeless circumstances and situations. At this time, I'm going to ask those that are in the room, our leadership team, I want you guys to come and just come across the front here real quick. And um, not sure why that light came on, but that needs to go back off. And just face the church families for a minute. <clears throat> I asked them, I sent them a text last night, and I want them to come because I want you to see what I just said to you. We have a very unique situation in this church. God is entrusting us with more families. Paul, do y'all remember when our leadership team was like five, six people? Sometimes it was just y'all and dad. As this ministry grows, I want you to understand something. The people that you see standing in front of you are people that, that I have called on to help shepherd families. And again, it's a unique situation because we don't have, we don't have a, a paid staff. Yes, there are members who are, who are part-time, who are paid for, for critical areas within the ministry. But as far as having an office and, a, and an admin assistant and a, a shepherding pastor, or an assistant pastor, worship leader, all of that right now is falling on one person. That would be me. So the areas of the ministry, people who are hurting, people who are sick, people who, who we can cook for them, these guys, these ladies, they are setting all that up. They are making it happen. They are an extension of the leadership. The leadership. They're extension of Christ. So the reason I want, because I know we have a lot of new families in here. The reason that I wanted you to see their faces is so that if you have a need, I'm not saying, I'm always available. I'm, all, I'm always, this is, this, this is not their buffering so pastor cannot be touched. That's not the message. Because I'm right here. Yes. I'm right here. Yes. But they are available. And as I need to be brought in, I'll be brought in. Yes. And I'll jump, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm right there every time. 
But if you're hurting and you have a need on a Sunday or what, man, just, even today, hey, can I get your number? There's something, Paul, man, there's something. You carry something and, and I, I just, I feel like I, in, case, in case I ever need you, can I get your, can I get your digits? What am I saying? Get connected and stay connected. Stay connected. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy that says, you're good by yourself. You die alone. That's all I got for today, church family. It was a simple message. So I'll ask this. Has anybody been battling this week? And you guys just remain where you are. Anybody been battling this week with thoughts of loneliness? When I say thoughts of loneliness, I all, that with that comes depression. With that comes anxiety. With that comes thoughts of ending it all. I'm not coming to you. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just asking where you raise your hand. Is there anybody in here that has been battling? Or this message today has ministered to you. Anybody would just be, yep, that's me. It was for me. It was for me. It was for me. It was for me. Y'all, it was for me today. And this is the thing you got to understand. We are stronger together. Lock them up. Lock them up. We are stronger together. That's why I asked them to come up because if I try to hold the weight of this ministry as it grows, it cannot happen on the shoulders of one person. That's why, that's why that Easter event is taking all of us to capture 50,000 candy-filled eggs that, that, that little kids are going to be like, oh my gosh. And parents are going to be like, oh my gosh, you did this and you didn't put a cover charge. You're not asking for anything. You didn't put us in a tent and go, come to my church. It's free and it's no strings attached because that's the love of God. No strings attached. So that's the ministry you're a part of. This is what we're all about. Loving people. So God, let's just stand to our feet, everybody. I'm going to close this in prayer, and I want, to, I, want to, I want to speak something over your life. God, right now I speak over every person who raised their hand and those that maybe did not, that have been struggling this week with thoughts of depression, anxiety, listening to the lie of the enemy through suicidal thoughts and ending it or ending a marriage or just, just saying, I quit. Father, we remove the I quit option. And by the authority that God gave me, I'm telling you, person, whoever you were that raised your hand, I've been dealing with loneliness. I command you by the authority of God's word, walk out of the corner. You don't belong in the corner. Father, I speak a blessing over every household. I speak strength over every household. And God, for anybody in here that says, I want more, I want more of God. God, fill them up today. Father, may they go home and as they're eating and their stomach is getting bigger for food and you're filled, God, fill their spirit up as they leave this place today in the name of Jesus. 
God, we're going to give you all the honor and all the praise for everything you're doing in this house, in this ministry. It is yours. These people are yours, God. But we know there's still work to be done in the city. And we will be faithful. We will be faithful as a church. Come on, let's just say that. We will be faithful. Here am I. Send me. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, and amen, amen. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you, and until next time, the best is yet to come.